from 2 Samuel chapter 23. Now these are the last words of David, the oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of the man whom God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me, His word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken, the rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Is not my house like this with God? For He has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Will He not cause to prosper all my help and all my desire? Faithful and true are the words of God. So during this sermon series, we've been reading from these selections of the Hebrew Scriptures, looking at characteristics of faithful living. We have already considered loyalty, security, leaving a legacy. And this, this week we encounter this biblical idea of justice or ruling justly. The very beginning of this chapter tells us these are the last words of King David. But he's been selected king to rule over the people, to rule justly, it says, for the people. When it begins to describe who he is, though. It doesn't speak of the people. It talks about who he is and his relationship with God. In the last part there of verse 1, the oracle of the man whom God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. You can see that King David is revered among the people as one who God has selected, God's own man, so to speak. One who is exalted because he is a servant of God. Verse 2, it moves on to his authority as one who speaks or rules. It says, the Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. That's King David speaking. His word is upon my tongue. It's telling us that we should listen as if this is divine revelation, as if this is divine wisdom being shared with us. It goes on to give us the message in verse 3 that the God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on a grassy land. You can imagine a people living in a desert are so thankful for rain and then sun and then growth. It's an image of justice or what the Bible means in terms of justice and wholeness. The idea that the king would be a person who had foremost on his or her mind, the goodness or the prosperity, the security of the people. The key is 
is David ruling justly? The image coming from the natural world, if so, then he's like a light, like the sun shining, like a cloudless morning. He brings clarity so that people can see. He orders all things. He's refreshing like rain that comes down upon the earth and nourishes growth. Certainly it is an image of light and life and goodness or fruitfulness. The problem is, even though now we're at the end of David's life as he's saying these words, sharing this oracle, and clearly he's still exalted, is that he has not been a perfect king. He has not always had his people's best interests foremost in his mind he's become caught up in lust and adultery and murder he's not always been a just king like so many rulers as he gained more and more power and comes into position basically of unchecked power he makes mistakes. He makes poor decisions. He goes astray. As the old saying says, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is true of David, it's true of human leaders in general. They disappoint us, do they not? They're not always wise. They don't always make the best decision. They're not always looking out for all the good, for all the people in the land. Human leaders fail and fall often. And when they have unchecked power, beware. You can almost be certain that they're going to make a mistake. That they're going to begin to make decisions based on their own self-interest and their own ego and their own desires and their own pleasure or their own achievements rather than ruling justly and caring for the people. In this passage, David is late in his life. He's looking back reflecting on how his life has gone how has he done sociologists psychologists tell us all of us do this that as we age we begin to look back more and more when we sense that we're coming closer to the end of our life we look back to remember to evaluate to see how we have done david is in that process in this passage comparing this ideal of bringing justice and order and security and prosperity to all of God's people and then what he's actually done, how he's actually behaved. S. James Meyer writes religious devotions reflecting out of his life experiences. He says one Saturday morning he was at home and the doorbell rang. He said he had seen two young men in white shirts and black ties going door to door earlier in the day when he was out. 
And so he said he thought to himself, oh, the evangelists are here to save my soul. I'll go have a conversation with them. But he said when he opened the door, there were not two young men there, only one. And he was not in a white shirt and a black tie. He was in a black t-shirt and had an unbuttoned flannel shirt on. He said it was a surprise. He just knew it was going to be these other guys. And now it's this guy. And he's like, well, good morning. And the young man said, I have a survey I'm doing. It just has one question. I want to know, are you better off today than you were four years ago? And he said, oh, a campaign volunteer disguised as a pollster. <laughs> and he said, my first inclination was just to say, thank you very much, and step back inside and close the door. But he said, we try to teach in our family hospitality, radical hospitality to guests and strangers. So he said he took a deep breath and kind of looked up toward the sky and said, let's see, am I better off than I was four years ago? Well, let's see, I've learned a lot. I have suffered some, but I've grown through my suffering. It's made me stronger spiritually. So I would say, yes, I am better off than I was four years ago. He said, not the answer the young man was expecting. I was supposed to say no and begin to complain opening his opportunity to say, well, have I got a deal for you and tell me all about his political candidate that would make my life better. But Myers says, as he began to think more about that, it bothered him that the question was, am I better off? He says, what's happened to our country? He says, I remember when President Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but the better question is to ask what you can do for your country. Meyer concludes his reflection with this. If the litmus test for our lives is, am I better off, then we're not getting it at all as Christians. It is far better that we ask who is better off because of me. Who is better off because of me. King David is looking back over his life. And remembering this covenant, this relationship he has with God. And he's wondering if he's lived up to the calling, to the standard. Has he been a good king for the people? Has he really brought in an age where there's been justice and order and security and prosperity for the people? Has he really made decisions based on the good of the people? Or has he gotten caught up in his own personal struggles or pleasures or achievements? David's asking. He's actually hoping that as he looks that somehow things will line up. 
But he knows he stumbled miserably and mightily during his life that he's made a whole series of terrible decisions. But I truly think at this point in his life that he wants to realign his life with God's life. Do you want to align your life with God's desire for justice? For all the people, on this Christ the King Sunday, we're given this opportunity to celebrate who Christ is, but also to look at our own lives, to respond to the question within ourselves if Christ is truly the King of our lives. Like King David, we would do well to reflect on whether That is a reality or only an ideal. I believe the force of this passage is that actions speak louder than words. David's dealing with this dissonance in his own life between who he professes to be and who he wants to be and how he wants to be remembered and what he actually has done and is doing with the days he has here on earth. It's great to have ideals and goals and visions, but finally, they're only validated by our actions. If we're committed to justice, then we need to act justly. If we're committed to peace, then we need to act peacefully if we proclaim that we are Christian then our lives should look like Christ's life we should be embodying the life of Christ in our own days it made me think of our core values here at Boston Avenue they articulate ideals ideas we hold dear as people of faith And yet they're filled with action words like embrace and cultivate, nurture, develop, strive. Hopefully they not only tell us and remind us who we are, but inspire us to be that, to fulfill those ideals as people of faith. These last words of King David give us an opportunity to think about our lives, to reflect deeply on who we are And to see if there is a gap between who God calls us to be and who we're actually, who how we're actually living and close the gap. Hopefully today we do more than proclaim Christ is king liturgically. Hopefully God is still moving in our lives and growing us as Christians and we're open to God shaping and forming us ever more into the image of Christ. Let us allow Christ to truly be the king of our lives. Amen. Thanks be to God.